welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is Perry Baldwin, who is one of my friends and we go way back. We actually studied together at Endeavor College years and years ago now. So we both started out doing nutrition and then was it about halfway through the degree, Perry, that you changed over to naturopathy? Yeah. Yeah. So then Perry changed over to naturopathy, but we were lucky to still have a couple of classes crossover and obviously we still stayed in touch. Um, But it's been so great seeing Perry's journey and seeing her become a clinical naturopath and go into running her own business, The Little Naturopath. She's practicing out of Albury in a beauty salon, which we will hear all about today. And I'm excited to hear how she built her business to the point that she did build it to. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today, Perry. I'm really excited to be chatting. Thank you very much for having me. You are welcome. So let's get started by talking about how you first got into the health space. What interested you in becoming a nutritionist slash a naturopath? Okay, well, I think I have always had um, a bit of an interest in health and well-being and nutrition in particular. Um, And I think it was probably, it was in high school um, that I kind of started to get really into um, like watching my diet and like different foods and looking at nutrients and things like that. Um, And so it was kind of natural that I would go on to study something in the nutrition field. Um, I originally did get accepted into um, dietetics at university, but I made a very last minute decision to actually go with um, nutritional medicine at Endeavour. Um, So I started there and... um, I guess in the first year, it's kind of um, a lot of, you know, you're in with nutritionists and naturopaths and acupuncture students, myotherapists, because you're all doing, um, I guess, the anatomy, the physiology, the chemistry. Um, and it was then I realised that a lot of my um, my lecturers were naturopaths and they would often utilise herbal examples when they were giving lectures. Um, and I hadn't like I never really knew much about herbs um but I just felt um you know the more I got to know about them and hearing like you know herbal examples and things like that I thought oh that's quite interesting um and I looked into the naturopathy degree um and yeah as you mentioned um I think it was about maybe halfway into the degree um I actually decided to make the switch um so, yeah, I guess that's how I came to be a naturopath. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned you made a last-minute decision to go to Endeavour and do nutritional medicine instead of dietetics. What brought that decision on? Um, <laughs> Taking it right back. <laughs> yeah, going right back. I do remember. And I remember it's so hard to – I mean, it's not so hard, but it's such a process to apply for uni, yep. to get into uni, to do all the paperwork and, you know, get accepted. Um and then I remember to literally withdraw from the course, the whole entire uni course. It was like the click of a button. Like it was so simple. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that it was so hard. <laughs> uh, and I worked like so hard to get into that course. And then in the click of a button, it was gone. Wow. Um, but I think, um, I think when I just started thinking a bit about, um, I guess, long term. And I, I didn't really know if I saw myself... Um, like, I guess when I thought of dietitians, I thought like I would like to work in hospitals and things like that. Um, but yeah, I guess I, then I really thought about it and thought I can't really see myself in that kind of setting. And I also at the time was really interested in um, treating like diseases and health conditions with nutritional, I guess, nutritional medicine. So like trying to work out what specific nutrients that condition needs and then like what dosages and looking at optimal dosages. Um and I just kind of felt that um, nutritional medicine um, was probably more that bit more holistic view, maybe. Yeah. Um, and was probably more the direction I wanted to take post uni. Um, so yeah, I think that was what it came down to. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and it all worked out for the best because that led you to naturopathy in the end. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't even imagine. I imagine if I was a dietitian, gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like not huge difference, but um, yeah, I think what I'm doing now is just so far from what I saw myself doing if I had been a dietitian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's actually really interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so you started with the nutrition and then you got really interested in herbs and you switched over to naturopathy. And when you did make that change, were you really happy with the decision and you had made the right choice or how did you feel when you did make that choice? Um, I think, I mean, I definitely think I made the right decision. Um, it did mean extra years at uni and it did mean learning a whole other kind of modality, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was extra in that sense. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I definitely made um, made the right choice there and don't really have any regrets in doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. And this is probably skipping forward a bit, but I want to ask, when you're practising these days and you're seeing clients, do you find you're still using a mix of the nutrition and the herbs or are you using more herbs than you do nutritionals? Or like, is there one that sort of um, you base yeah. your plans around more so than the other? Mm, um, yeah, actually, that is probably one of the things that I did think about a lot making the switch um, because, you know, part of it was like, okay, you get this whole other modality. You do have, I guess, more tools up your sleeve. Yeah. Um, nutrition is... I know arguably the most important aspect of treatment. Um, so yeah, I think that's what you have to be really careful of. Um, not just like skipping over the nutrition side of things and, and going straight to your herbs. Um, oh, it's a mix of both. I do. I always say to my patients, I like to try and work primarily through diet and lifestyle and nutrition. Um, because if you don't do that right, there's no point taking supplements or taking herbs because, um, you can't really, you know, over, out supplement a, a poor diet. So, yeah. um, no, yeah, diet and lifestyle is always first port of call. Yeah. Um, try to focus on that and get like the basics down pat. Um, and then herbs, I suppose, if they're needed. Um, but a lot of the time, I guess they are needed. Um, but I always say, like, whatever it is we're using the herbs for, like, we need to be um doing nutritional therapy that's complementing what the herbs are doing as uh, well so yeah that when we do go to take the supplement away um you've got like the underlying nutrition foundation so yeah i think definite risk is that you like i guess skip over the nutrition and just go straight to your herbs um but i'm pretty conscious of not doing that um so yeah that's a really good question yeah, it sounds like you have a really good mix and I think it is such an incredible tool to be able to give those herbs and um, use that whole modality. So yeah, it's awesome that you are so mindful of both. And I love that you've got that underlying education to help people change their mm. diet and lifestyle to support ongoing change. So that's really cool to hear. Um, okay, so rewinding, because I did skip forward, but let's talk a little bit about what you did when you finished uni um, and what made you decide to go into business for yourself and how did you grow your business? Okay, so um, I am originally from Aubrey Wodonga um, and I did move to Melbourne to complete my degree. Yeah. But I always knew as soon as I finished, I would go back um, because my family's there. Um, and I just really enjoy the lifestyle here. So um, I guess throughout my whole degree, I always knew when I was done, I was going to move back home. Yeah. Um, and I suppose being more of a regional town, um, the I guess the job opportunities probably aren't huge for nutritionists, nutritionists and naturopaths. So you do kind of have to um, do your own thing. Yeah. Um, so I think I always knew... Um, like throughout my degree that I would go into clinical practice, like have my own business. Um, so when I finished uni, I moved home and I spent, I'm going to say probably two to three months just um, working on getting my business up and running. So uh, <laughs> like, I think it took me like a month, maybe four to six weeks to like make a website. <laughs> um, yeah. Start to get, you know, you, you booking software and um, like, getting your account sorted and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it took a good two to three months 
Um, and then, yeah, I kind of just was like, here I am, um, open for business. Yep. And I guess I think around here being a bit of a smaller community, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, I'm not someone who is super confident in self-promotion and things like that. So I guess I did it to an extent, um, but I felt awkward. Um, and I was more than happy to kind of just let my business build, um, I guess, organically and develop, you know, just work really hard with the patients that I did have in the beginning to like, help them um, and do a really good job with them um, so that they would go and, you know, tell their family and tell their friends um, and grow it that way. So, yeah, I think a lot of it has been word of mouth and now I always ask you know how did you find out about me and uh, or I don't even have to ask sometimes I just like oh my friend sent me here um <laughs> so it. it's really nice to hear um like girls say you know um I'm here because such and such has recommended you have heard really good things um so yeah a lot of it was word of mouth and I suppose to working out of a beauty salon um it exposed me I guess you know that was that's um already a, a very well established business yeah um obviously there was promotion that way um through the salon um and so yeah a lot of um I guess pre-existing clients of the salon are now some of my patients as well yeah um so yeah it was a bit of that as well um but yeah yeah that's awesome and does the salon you work out of do anything to help you promote your business or is it more just people um, are coming across you when they're coming in to see the other beauty therapists yeah, so actually how I ended up here is when I was, when I did move back um, to Oriwodonga and was kind of starting up my, up my business, I was looking for somewhere to practice. Um, and I saw, um, I had followed the salon on my Instagram um, for a while and they actually put up a, um, a post wanting um, a nutritionist to work out of the salon um, to help them with skin um, because they were... Um, starting to do a lot of um, prescriptions with skincare and like facials and things like that to help um, people with their skin. Um, and they had actually been advised to get like a nutritionist in to help with supplements and internal, the internal side of things. Um, and I thought, oh, like that would be perfect. Um, so I actually shot through a message and um, Liv, who owns the beauty room, she, she wrote back and she said, um, uh, I don't really know what a naturopath is, but I just Googled it and it looks like the perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I said, yeah. <laughs> um, so I met with Liv and then, um, yeah, it was, she was pretty much like, when do you want to start? Um, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm ready to go. So, um, you know, let's do it. And then, yeah, she, um, has been really helpful. Um, she, like we organized a bit of a, like we do a bit of a package. So like a skin, skin fitness package. Um, so it involves like an initial consult with me and then like a prescription, um, I guess, an analysis with the girls and like a facial and a supplement and things like that. Um, and then obviously, you know, girls coming in for their skincare and their facials and things like that. Um, if the girls do think that maybe they need some more help internally, um, they'll refer them to me. And then, um, you know, if I get someone who's coming to see me for skin um, and we need to get like them onto some really good skincare or like facial treatments I'll refer out to them um so yeah it works really well actually um and yeah, we definitely work together um and we've got some really good results as well so that's always good <laughs> uh, yeah it sounds like it really complements each other I love it's got the internal and the external all in the one spot mm. yeah it is really good and often girls will come and they'll have their like review renew their skincare or have a facial and then they'll come in and see me and we'll do uh you know go through our consult and um like workout supplements and, and things like that so um yeah it's really nice yeah that's really cool and so obviously you see a lot of skin patients was that something you were particularly interested in before you started working in the beauty salon or did you sort of just fall into it um no so I actually did present a skin workshop earlier this week um and I did say to them, um, skin is actually something I never even treated at uni, like student clinic. Um, <laughs> like I know, I don't even think I had one skin case in the student clinic. Um, but, um, and it, yeah, it's never something I thought I would end up in. But um, yeah, I guess when the opportunity came to work um, out of the beauty salon um, with skin, I had had my own struggles with skin while I was at uni. So I had seen a naturopath for that. 
and I'd also done a lot of my own like research and I'd experimented on myself. Um, so I did have a really good understanding um, of skin and um, whatnot. So it wasn't like something that was scary or um, like foreign or anything. It's just that I hadn't really um, seen it much clinically, but now um, it's, I see it every week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is crazy. Didn't never did I like at uni, um, it definitely wasn't something that was like kind of on my radar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I always, yeah, interesting when I speak to people about that. So I'm like, I know, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And would that make up the vast majority of what people come to see you about? Or do you find you get other cases as well? Um, I'm going to say skin is probably the biggest. Yep. But um, in saying that, like more recently, um, gut health is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something t- that is starting to really creep up. Um, and yeah, so it's nearly on par with probably skin and gut. But yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of the time they are linked. Um, and so you're always treating the gut anyway. Um, and then the other thing that's probably, I guess, comes into a lot of it is um, like nervous system and mental health. Yeah. Um, that's another big, big um, presentation in clinic. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Awesome. And you mentioned that you did a workshop. Is that something that you will often do or do you sort of just do them here and there? Tell us a little about that side of your business. Um, yeah. So I actually, that um, I did, I started doing them uh, was it last year um, because of COVID um, and we were working online. Um, I did a few webinars via Zoom. I don't know. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> um, like on zoom it's just not that kind of in-person connection um and then I'd, I'd always wanted to do them in the clinic like in person um but I guess it was just really hard with COVID because you were so restricted and um like constantly in lockdowns and things like that it was really hard to you know kind of pick a date or you know lock it in yeah um but just more recently, I thought, you know what, I've just got to pick a date and I've just got to stick with it and I'm just going to do it. Um, I picked the date and then we went into lockdown. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I was like, no, I'm not, I'm just going to pray that we are out of lockdown by then. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I pushed through. It was only limited numbers um, because of that. But um, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's definitely something that I'm going to keep doing. I think um, all the girls that came, so they got a lot out of it. Um, I think, I don't know, it was good because it was a bit like, um, like when I do see patients, I'm always trying to explain, I guess, what's going on in their skin, what's contributing, what's causing things, like what's exacerbating things. Um, But I don't always have a whole heap of time to go really in depth with them. Whereas the workshop, I literally could just stand up there and talk and talk and talk and talk about it um so I felt like I could get out a lot of information um for people which they might not not necessarily get um all at once like in consultations um yeah I really enjoyed it so yeah definitely more on the cards um yeah yeah that's a really cool thing and is that something you charged for or was that something you did for free more as a marketing tool um, I did charge for it. Um, I did a twenty dollar fee, but I did it um, redeemable off a consultation. What a great idea! Like if you book, if you booked a consultation within the next forty eight hours, as in like just have to book it. Yeah. Um, I'll take like I would take the twenty dollar fee off the consultation. That's such a good idea. Great incentive. Um, yeah, I think the reason I did the fee is just um, just for like I guess to secure spots um because I didn't want it to you know if be like you know it's a free workshop come along this time this date and you know people get to and be like oh come go tonight I want you yeah so it was a little bit more more for that reason but then I thought um to give back I'll I'll take it off the fee off the consultation fee um yeah but I think that's really good and I think charging for this sort of stuff is really valuable in itself because people will come up and take it more seriously. Like like you said, yeah. often we like sign up for things that are free and then we're just kind of like, oh, no, nah. it gets to it and it's like, oh, I'm busy or something else more important has come up or you don't give it the same value. Whereas when you've got that monetary exchange, 
people really want to be there. Um, and $20 for I'm sure the amount of knowledge you were giving them and the amount of information, like that would have been a, a, no doubt a bargain, but it's just still so good because it does help them um, take it more seriously. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I'm like, I thought that worked really well actually. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of um, that whole paying it forward thing too. I think it's a really good yeah. way to incentivize people to book in. Yeah. Yeah. So what does a typical week for you look like at the moment? Like how many days are you practicing out of the beauty salon? Okay. So I'm here four days a week. Yeah. Um, I guess a typical week, it is, bulk of it is um, like seeing clients, seeing patients. Yeah. Um, I do like to, I never book myself back to back. I do like to leave at least 20 minutes in between um seeing people just so I can kind of tie out my notes and, um, you know, just do a few little things um, yeah. to make sure that's kind of wrapped up um, and then I don't have to think about it. Um, so I, it's mostly, you know, seeing a patient and then just doing a little bit of follow-up um, and, and prepping for the next. Um, I do actually have a little um, checklist, weekly checklist that I go through yeah. and do um, – it's just more so like little admin things. So, um, you know, just finance stuff, accounting stuff, um, supplement orders, go to a supplement order every week. Yeah. Um, Got to enter in my supplements into my system. Um, so that's all up to date, like stock and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I set aside a little bit of time to do some like social media mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then also treatment plans. Um, so... <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, after I see an initial, like see someone initially, I'll do a big treatment plan for them. Yeah. Um, I also, so that takes me some time. Um, but I also like to do after each follow up consultation, I'll do like a mini treatment plan as well. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of treatment plans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess it's just kind of patience and then treatment plans make up the bulk of my day. Um, I do have Monday and Friday off. Yeah. So I do a lot of the admin side of things um, and probably the bigger treatment plans, like the initial treatment plans on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, um, I don't know that there's much else. I guess just, you know, always always something to do, I suppose. Yeah. Um, uh, like because it is me and it's just me, um, also, like emails. Yeah. <laughs> never, when people use emails, like emails, they're just, I'm doing my emails. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, emails, like they are just so time consuming. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, if people need repeats of products and scripts and things like that, um, it all goes through me at the moment. So um, it's, it's fitting that in as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's, not just seeing patients, I guess it is um, some extra work and then like the admin side of things and just keeping on top of supplements and stock and yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, there's so many moving pieces when you're running your own business, isn't there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. For sure. So do you have your own dispensary there? You mentioned that you do um, supplement orders. Do you keep a bit of stock on hand? Yeah, so I've got um, some like liquid herbs. Yeah. Um, for my so I try and keep about 20, 25, um, just, I guess, what I know I use a lot of. Yeah. Um, keeping that up. And then same as supplements. Um, I don't know roughly what I would keep, but, um, yeah, it's um, – I actually – this is probably one of the things I find the hardest is keeping your stock up, um, like keeping up with demand because, you know, you might order something and no one wants it for two months, but then you – so you don't order it and then – in the same week, four people might want it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that's something I learned. Um, you can't, like, you can never be perfect with that. Yeah. Um, like, you're always going to, you're probably likely going to be out of stock or something yeah. when someone wants it. Um, but I just have to do, do my best. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I also utilise um, Vitaly, which is an online prescription service. I was so, going to ask um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I actually used to only use that at the start um but then I like as I as I grew um 
I started kind of stocking my own dispensary. Um, but yes, I've definitely relied on Vitaly yeah. <laughs> a number of times. And there are some patients that I do still just use it with um, because I have from the start. Yep. Um, and especially if it's like things that I don't um, tend to prescribe a lot, mm-hmm. it's just use Vitaly because um, I don't have to worry about trying to keep the stock level up yeah. for, say, one person. Yeah, that makes sense. Such a good little yeah. thing, isn't it? Oh, it's like <laughs> the best thing. And so quick. Wow. Yeah. So, so good. Um, and you also mentioned that you have a system that you keep everything up to date in. What do you use to keep track of everything? Um, so I use uh, like my booking system, do you mean? Yeah, booking system. Like if you have one of those simple clinic or. Um, yeah, yeah. So I actually use Halixy. Okay. Um, have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that one. No. It's actually really good. Um, I don't really know anyone else who uses it, but I came across, I actually, when I first started, didn't have any kind of system. Um, I used to do everything manually, like yeah. everything. Wow. Um, yeah, which was like just, yeah, I quickly realised that I can't be doing that. Um, so I looked into it and I, I went with Halixy and I'm really happy with it. So, um, yeah, I can't like fault it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I just, each week when I get my supplement order, I just enter it into directly into Halixy. Um, and then I just kind of cross check to make sure what I've actually got, um, is, is showing in my system. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I literally do everything through this, like invoicing, um, bookings, like expenses. Um, it links with like accounting software as well. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds brilliant. It's what you need. One-stop shop. Help you keep track of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And so you also mentioned you set aside a bit of time. So for emails and things now, do you think that's ever something that you would outsource or is that something you sort of need to be on top of yourself? Um, I'm just such a control freak that I would (laughs) find it really hard um, to give that job to someone else. Yeah. uh, it's hard to say because there are, you know, there are weeks where it's a little bit quieter on the email front and I'm like, oh, okay, this is chill, this is good. Yeah. Um, but then there's weeks where I'm just like, it's just two hours of emails every day. Wow. Um, I enjoy that side of thing. Like I think if I wasn't, honestly, if I wasn't um, a naturopath yeah. or something in the health field, I'd probably be an admin or reception because <laughs> yeah. um, I just think it's cool. Um so I do enjoy that side of things. So I think that's also why I'm like, yeah, it is time consuming and it's, um, you know, takes a lot of work, but um, yeah. it's also a nice change from like practicing, I suppose, and being in consults and that kind of thing. So yeah. I do enjoy doing that kind of thing. And that's why I think, oh, I'm, I'm happy to, um, to do it myself. Yeah. Um, until it gets to the point where I can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep up but um I don't know if that'll like I don't know um if I'll get to the point where I think okay I need to to get someone else um or if I'll try try um and just keep it as me um yeah I'm not sure yeah and it's great that you enjoy it like if you do then why not like you may as well yeah I absolutely hated it and like hated that kind of stuff um I would I think I definitely would be like okay I need like even someone you know a couple of hours a week to deal with that stuff yeah um, I think like when I first started out with emails and stuff I would literally be like I need to respond ASAP yeah um and I think I stressed myself out a bit that way because I was like I need to just like I need to be so on top of this and and be responsive and and but as I like have progressed um I've realized you know um it's okay if I don't reply until the next day like they are not gonna die yeah um, <laughs> if I don't respond immediately yeah. um so I think that's taken a little bit of the stress off um as well just being like okay I've seen that um it needs my attention but it's not urgent um yeah kind of thing. So, um that's it's a hard mind frame to switch from being like I need to be responsive and, and always um on but I think um you know what and sometimes like you know someone email me I'll email reply straight away and then they might not reply to me for, for a day so um I'm like you know yeah, it took me a long time to kind of relax a bit in that sense, but yeah. I'm definitely there um, and try and be a bit more strict with like not replying after hours um, and things like that. 
true. Yeah, that's great. It's so important to have boundaries, isn't it? Do you ever get clients like calling you or anything out of hours? Like have there been any times where you're just like you had to enforce those boundaries and be like, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> not now. I've been actually pretty lucky. Yeah, um good. I think um not that I can really think of. And I think right. too now, like it's more so on me, like if they've re- if they've sent an email, you know, at seven o'clock at night, I'm like, okay, no, don't respond until yeah. you know your boundary um and respond in the morning um that's fine but no I, i'm very actually pretty lucky yeah. um in that sense um i think every yeah like i guess um yeah lucky that a lot of my patients do i guess respect my boundaries um yeah yeah that's great and i guess yeah. like you said it also does um come down to you not replying out of hours as well because then they know that they can access you during hours um, absolutely, absolutely. yeah that's where you draw the line which is so important because you need your rest time and downtime too yeah um I also um I'm actually taking a week off in July yeah um which is like the first break ever um since working and starting my business and I'm already thinking oh my gosh like <laughs> I need to not reply to an email that week <laughs> It's going to be such like a foreign concept for you. <laughs> I remember actually in uni, you were always so organized and so on top of things. So I'm not surprised to hear that you do just like smash everything out. And um, yeah, you are yeah. in what you do. Oh uh, yeah. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to be more chill. More <laughs> That's a good thing though. Like organization is a great skill to have. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to practicing out of the salon, are you mostly in person or do you do some Zoom consults? Um, I'm sure that would have changed like last year with everyone in lockdown working from home and stuff like that. But let's talk about what you do predominantly now and maybe then we can talk about what you do in the cases of lockdowns. So predominantly now I'd say 90% face-to-face. Yep. Yes, in the bulk of the lockdowns last year, it was all Zoom. Yep. Um, or like FaceTime um, and then I guess because uh, I because so Aubrey Wodonga is actually on the border of New South Wales and Vic yeah um, so absolute nightmare when it came to lockdowns and when they shut the New South Vic border yeah um, oh my god like it was oh it was honestly like hell um, so that was really tricky because there was point a point I think where people in who lived in Wodonga so in Victoria could come and see me face to face but people from Aubrey couldn't cross the border. Oh, um, <laughs> and then I was doing a lot of Zoom with my Aubrey New South Wales patients. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, it's just been, um, like you've just had to constantly adapt and evolve to whatever restrictions are in place for two different states. Yeah. Um, despite we are one, well, we're not really, but we are one town or one community. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... Coming out of the lockdowns last year, people preferred to stay online maybe for a period of time just because there was that whole issue with crossing the border um, and whatnot. So it was a little little bit easier to just stay online. But I think now that that's all pretty settled, um, it's back pretty much, yeah, 90% face-to-face. Oh, that's great. I think our only online would be maybe mums sometimes who are like, oh, can we just do it online today? Yeah. Or... If I've I've got a few um, patients like that live hours and hours away, so they're obviously online. Yeah, um, Melbourne, Sydney, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, bulk of it is face to face, which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, do you have a preference? Would it be face to face? Yeah, yeah. Especially too, just with like physicals. I do remember um, I did have one girl, and I started seeing her online. Um, and, you know, you see, you see them in the Zoom screen and it's only kind of their shoulders up. And then when she came to see me in person, I was like, oh, my gosh, your, your body shape is completely different. Like, I, ha- I would have had no idea that that's what you looked like from shoulders down. Yeah. Um, and it was then that I was like, that's such a barrier, I suppose, to treatment in a sense. Yeah. Um, not being able to see the person fully. Yeah. Um, and also, especially because I see skin um you can't see like you can't see skin clearly through a screen yeah um so they have a 
lot on, okay, can you send me through some photos? But then you've got to think about, okay, well, what lighting are they using? Like, um, are they inside, are they outside? All that kind of thing. So yes, like you can get a better, I guess, idea of it through an image. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like when they're in person, I can just literally like look straight at it. Yeah. Um, so I found that's probably that's probably the reason I do prefer on uh, face-to-face. Yeah. Um, because I can just see for myself. Um, yeah. Where it's a little bit harder for a screen, I find. Yeah, absolutely. It is such an important element. And I do remember when we were back in the clinic days and doing those physical examinations, like they could just mm-hmm. tell you so much. Um, yeah. And yeah, just being in a room with someone, seeing them in person, it, yeah, it's a massive difference. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Awesome. And in terms of having that physical space, are you renting or are you doing like a commission-based thing um, for the room? I rent the room. Yep. Um, yeah, which I find works really well. Yeah. I'd, I've yeah. definitely heard that's the best way to go when you are more established. I know like when people are starting out, they often prefer the commission-based thing because yeah. if you're not seeing clients during the day. Yeah, um, it's yeah, yeah being more expensive than not but it's great that you um are in that position and that you are able to just fully rent it um and yeah for you yeah Um, yeah I'm very 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 lucky here um yeah very well looked after (laughs) yeah actually there's a question I was going to ask earlier which I forgot to um are there a lot of other naturopaths and nutritionists in Albury Wodonga um not really yeah so um I think a lot of the naturopaths around here um, are that older generation. Um, so they've got like diplomas. They don't actually have the bachelor's okay, yeah. um, in naturopathy. And um, they're all kind of, I suppose, a majority of them are more towards retirement age. They are cutting down their clinic days. They're cutting down their hours. They're not taking new patients, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's starting to drop off in that sense. But then I think there's myself and another um, naturopath, like a bit younger. Yeah. I'm, I'm recently out of uni. Yep. Um, so it's kind of us two now. And then um, there's also a couple of nutritionists, um, like kind of new grad nutritionists in the area as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's probably something that's like, there is quite a gap between that older generation of naturopaths and now like the younger um, we're coming through. Uh, I'm not really sure um if there's anyone else studying it from the area um yeah I'm not 100% sure I know nutrition is really popular like I think there's quite a few studying nutrition medicine yeah um not really sure about naturopathy um but yeah I think we're starting to kind of yeah that new wave's coming through um yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. Yeah. Do you find it to be an advantage that there aren't very many at the moment or do you think it's actually harder because you have to educate people about what a naturopath is? Oh, actually, I'm not too sure. I feel like there's definite advantages because obviously there's less like saturation in the market, yeah. less competition. But I do also, yeah, yeah wonder if um, less people know about it because of it. Yeah. So I think like overall, like when I, if, you know, people are meeting people and they'll, you know, ask what you do for work. And I say, I'm a naturopath. A lot of them do say, what is that? Yep. Um, especially males, I find. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe being like a bit regional community um, and they aren't something that's like, you know, there's not heaps of us around. Um, we're not as well known. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Like it sometimes is um, kind of, you know, they don't know that we're here or what we do. Um, but then in saying that, you're right, like there's not um, huge saturation of us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Pro like pros and cons, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, think, but I think it's definitely growing. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there's so much room for growth on all those fronts, like the fact that there's like not many of you yeah. a great advantage and even the fact that even if not everyone knows what a naturopath is, that's just think about what will happen once more and more people start learning and start coming to see you and continue to be referred and that word yeah. of mouth. Like it's just huge opportunity. I don't see it as a downfall at all, ultimately. Um, yeah, it's quite exciting. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and so does that sort of cover like the different components of your business and what you're doing in your day-to-day or is there anything else you want to chat about or we haven't mentioned? 
I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Um, I know it's not too exciting. I suppose I'm now at the point where I'm really settled in clinical practice and that kind of thing that I am at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to branch out a little bit, uh, maybe think about s- studying again. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm I don't know if I'm, I'm still quite traumatised from uni. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, maybe something like, you know, maybe even just a shorter course or um, something. Or, um, you know, I really enjoyed that workshop earlier in the week. So, I think definitely um, putting myself out to do a few more of those type of things. Um, and, yeah, just some, I don't know, just some other little things. Um that I can do. Yeah. I think workshops is probably number one. Yep. Um, and maybe something else like on the education side of things. Um, when I did that workshop, I was like, well, maybe I could be a lecturer. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah. So maybe more on that kind of teaching and education side of things. Um, yeah. Or some further study. Yeah. I'm not too sure just yet, but I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, very nice. And what would you say some of the skills that are needed to go into clinical practice would be? A hundred percent, like people skills. Yeah, <laughs> I just find like, like across a day, across any one day, I've got to adapt myself to fit or you know respond or work well with different personalities. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, you, I'll see, sometimes I'll see people and it's quite hard to get information out of them. They're quite quiet and reserved, and so you know, you've got to kind of. Um, adapt yourself to be you know more inc- like more encouraging ask more questions um and make them feel safe and comfortable yeah. um whereas other times you'll get someone who'll sit down and just won't shut up and you're like okay hold on I need to try and get some kind of um like I guess flow or direction back into the consult um but you don't want to kind of interrupt them so you- you're constantly having to adapt yourself um to different people yeah um which, you know, it's a good challenge. Sometimes it can be quite exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's probably number one. Um, and I think just, I don't know, I guess, and I think you naturally if you are a practitioner, um, you do have this, but, like, empathy and sympathy. Um, like, you just have to <laughs> have to be really understanding um, and patient and, and kind um, to everyone. Um so I think that's like a huge, I mean, I don't know if that's a skill, I suppose, but it's just, I guess, a bit of a trait um, that you need to have. And I guess that ties into being like adaptable, adapting your personality um, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I think people skills is just huge. Um, I don't know if you need, a, <laughs> I don't know if I have much, like, I don't have much of a business mind, um, but I think you do probably need some business skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you don't have them, you need to, to, to know who you can turn to um, for that. Um, yeah, so that's probably a big one as well because if you're not running your business properly, um, it won't be successful. Yeah. So learning about that, I know like when I was starting my business, um, I like really researched everything because I was like, I have to know this. Yeah how to build a business basically and then I think too now like when you're in practice you like day-to-day you're constantly faced with um I guess different challenges um or problems and you've got to problem solve um kind of on the spot as well um so again problem solving probably as well yeah yeah that sounds like some good skills to have would you say the ones like the people skills and adapting to different kinds of people does that come with practice mostly I think so. Yeah. With that experience. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And maybe like having, like having quite a sensitive, um, I guess, personality or, you know, having that empathy and sympathy yeah. um, makes it a bit easier to adapt yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely over time it's, you know, cause you do see people that have similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of work out what works well for that kind of person. Yeah. Um, and and I think we've got a really good chart here. Um, the salon has it up in, in the tea room. Um, and it's um, it's like a little grid, but it's like a pie chart thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a certain percent professional, um, a certain percent like humorous, and then a certain percent um, like a friend or business. Um, 
so I always try and think of that and try and be, you know, on a personal level, but also a professional level and a business level, um, all within the one too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. And what would you attribute your success to? Um, I think working hard at uni, um, because I see, um, a lot of uni students and particularly the ones that are in allied health fields. So like if it is nutrition or naturopathy or, um, even like physio, um, speech, OT, whatever, um, working really hard in those first couple of years because if you don't know your anatomy, physiology, chemistry, biochemistry, nutritional biochemistry, um, when you get to like your practicals um, and your placements and whatever else, if you don't know it, um, you come unstuck. Um, and same, like, same goes for them once you get into clinical practice, um, if you do decide to go into that. Yep. You're going to be facing people and they're going to ask you questions on the spot and in order to answer them, you need to know um, those like minor, um, I suppose, really intricate details of their anatomy, of their physiology, um, of how their body's functioning. Um, so I always say to people, um, work really hard and learn that stuff yeah. <laughs> because it makes everything from there on easier, particularly moving through your degree and your clinics and your, practi- uh, your practicals or your placements. And then once you get into uni, um, like it's just makes life so much easier. Um, and I think what I think people enjoy most when they see me is that I do educate them and I do go I, in their treatment plan. When I present to them, I always go through um, what's going on. So like what's causing their problem, what's contributing to their problem, what's exacerbating, what's kind of everything that's might be causing it, I suppose. Yeah. Um and explain exactly how that's happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, it makes so much sense. Um, whereas, you know, if they see like a GP or a specialist, they don't really have that time um, in a consult to go into that much detail with them. So they might just be like, oh, you've got this condition. These are symptoms, you've got to take this. Yeah. Whereas I, okay, this is the condition you have. This is how, this is what causes it. This is what contributes to it. This is what exacerbates it. Um, these three things for you um, might be the issue um, and then we're going to treat that. So I think um, just being really in-depth and educating people um, because it's not something that they get um, a lot of with like other different practitioners, I suppose. Um, so I think that's a point of difference um, for naturopaths or like nutritionists, like allied health. Um, so yeah, I think that's been like really helpful because people are like, oh, that's so good. Like I now understand my condition a lot more. Um, you know, I haven't been told that before. Uh, makes more sense for them why they're taking, you know, the supplements or why they're modifying their diet the way they are. Um, yeah, and so I think that um, encourages people to continue with treatment um, and keep on top of their treatment and supplements and things like that. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably the biggest. and then just persevering I suppose um just yeah yeah good advice and yeah I completely agree having that foundation is so beneficial especially as you mentioned like being able to educate people and tell them why you're doing things like yeah that's invaluable because it will keep them going when the times do get tough yes amazing and same for you as well like I'm sure you need your why why you're doing it and why you are persevering um and that will keep you going throughout the time yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. <laughs> um, cool. So now I have a book question for you. If you could recommend one book for the listeners to read, what would it be and why? One book. Gosh, I actually don't know. If you can't think of a book, it could be like a podcast or another resource that you love. I would say probably the, the biggest one I recommend to people is probably the Period Repair Manual. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's been said before on this podcast. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the biggest one because it, it's so educating. And I think, like, you can obviously, when you, you do have um, girls in clinic like for reproductive um, complaints, um, you might only speak to them about part of part of it. Yeah. Um, whereas in something like that period repair manual, um, you go through, you know, right from start to finish basically um, and you get a whole overview um, of the reproductive cycle um, from, you know, 
from the basics and right through. Um, so I, th- I found that's really quite helpful for a lot of girls, actually, particularly if they're thinking about coming off a pill, I'll always recommend that. Yep. Um, just so they start to, you know, understand what's happening and what, what might happen Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Um, I'm trying to think. I use that. <laughs> this is, like, maybe not for the general public, but... Um, Oh, what's it called? Leah Heckman, <laughs> clinical naturopathy. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yes. You refer to that a lot. Oh, like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Is it mostly herbs or is it also nutrients and things? If- no, it's nutrition as well. Yeah. Cool. So it's valuable for both nutritionists and naturopaths. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, that's like, I st- that's probably, yeah, I still use that weekly, I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to have a resource like that. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so this has been so much fun. I've loved chatting to you and learning all the ins and outs of your business. And it's so good to hear that you're thriving over there in Aubrey Wodonga. Um, but is there any parting words of advice or wisdom that you'd like to leave the listeners with today? Um, study hard at uni. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, guys. <laughs> Thank yourself. Yeah, like I'm still, people used to think when I was at uni, like it was literally my life. I just used to study like, it was like my full-time job. Um, but like, it has been so worth it. Yeah. Like I just, I know that there was people that I went to uni with who would be happy with a pass and would be happy to just kind of scrape through and, and do what they had to do to get their degree. Um, but I just think it makes such a difference. Um, like, you know, people who, from people who, yes, they say P's get degrees, but I say HD's get jobs. Um, so it's such a huge, that's probably my, my parting words of wisdom. Yeah. Um, there's such a huge gap between um, like someone who just passes and then someone who like does well at uni and really tries. Um, it's such an obvious um, difference in terms of a pra- like the practitioner that they turn out to be. Um, so, yeah, I say whatever the degree is, um, make sure you know everything, ins and outs and um study really hard particularly in those first couple of years because it just makes so much difference down the track yeah absolutely what good advice to leave everyone with as well (laughs) awesome and where can everyone find you where can we follow along your journey and watch all the amazing things you're doing um so i am a little naturopath um on instagram and facebook um and then i practice out of wodonga beauty room so also on instagram and facebook um yeah so you can find me at Wodonga Beauty Room amazing and I will link to all of those in the show notes and the posts that I do share so everyone can find you um but yeah thank Thank you you're welcome thank you so much for being here with me today it has been such a pleasure and yeah I look forward to continuing to see you thriving thank you very much for having me thanks I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me, and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.